fine. Yeah. Nice, clear. Yeah, I had this uh, blue Yeti mic just lounging around. I was like, I have a laptop. I can use that. Yeah. So, you guys pretty pumped about this coming up weekend? And uh, some yeah. of the matches coming up? Yeah. Totally do. We have the Unholy Alliance taking on the Elite Alliance. Yeah, I definitely think it should be interesting, dude. I'm yeah, I'm pumped about that. But tonight we've got Genghis Kong, Genghis Bong. I'm sorry, God Bong Father. Oh. My God, he's got so many different names. Genghis Kong, Genghis Bong. What's that? Yo, yo. Genghis Bong. All right, yeah, we're just going over all your names, uh, Mr. Josh Byers. Let's go through every single one of them from when you started. Go over every single one of them from when I started. What are we talking about? Okay. Bong Father, Genghis Bong, and I feel like there was a couple more. I've never been called Genghis Bong. That was just a face. That was just a funny Facebook name. Um, I've gone by Bong Father, Bong Daddy, BD30. Usually I just go by Bong Daddy, though, because... I mean, I have everybody in the industry calling me daddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've got right. Nathan and Hodgson on the line with us, uh, Josh. Uh, now, you've worked with Knighton before in other places like UWO and where else am I thinking? Maybe FTW? No, I, no I mean, he was just, I've only worked with Knighton in the UWO through Heresy, and it was probably the worst time Knighton could have known me because I was just starting to get my feet wet with running a fed. And I mean, to be honest with you, I've always liked Knighton. I couldn't stand fucking Consiglio. He was a whiny little bitch. So um, he was constantly in my inbox whining uh, about everything when we were working on a very slow, long play, but I mean, he wasn't patient and, he just just young, and I had too much going on to, and was learning too much on the fly to be able to handle his frustration. And I think I remember reaching out to Knight, and me and him talked, and um, I said, "Yeah, you know, if we could just get rid of Consiglio, I'd rather push you by yourself, anyways." Because I actually do like Knighton's style. Even I loved the Doc character, and then he switched over to um, like a, some type of uh, like soldier gimmick. So that was right. actually one thing that. Um... Trey and I had mentioned is like I think a lot of our problem and this is one thing I I want to squish all the bullshit right now right live so everybody fucking hear it so everybody's aware that I'm not gonna back or they're like oh you said this well motherfucker go listen to the podcast a lot of the issues that I think I believe stem between you and I per se comes from a few bad experiences that i had with you and like you stated it comes from the whole territory of you getting your feet wet within the being a promoter yeah yeah because i mean well let's talk about me getting my feet wet with becoming a promoter quick um uh trade knows when i hit the scene it was early or it was actually today is my two-year anniversary believe it or not october 7th 2020 was when i entered the uwo for the first time um, How did you then, discover all this? 
I was in a chat group. I was in a sports chat group and I was running my cocksucker like I always do. And I actually cut a video as I was walking down to the smoke shop to get a vape and I had an NWO shirt on and Justin Barr, the infamous, um, was in that chat group and he reached out to me direct message and he said, Hey man, what do you think about cutting a promo? And I was like, well, what the fuck's a promo? And, you know, he gave mm-hmm. me this, this spiel or whatever, added me to the page, and, you know, away I went. Damn. Okay. So you've got a long history with Justin Barr, and you're pretty close to Justin Barr. And for anybody that's listening that doesn't know who Justin Barr is, he's the guy who ran UWO. And, uh, I mean, that's all I know, know him for as far as his accolades. Yeah, um, he's still running UWO. They actually just they they restarted it. Um, I I had at one point stolen the page from him, ran him off his own page. To he he removed himself, which opened up the ability for somebody to take over as master admin. And I was already an admin at the time, part of the team because we had just merged Heresy into the UWO. So as soon as I saw him leave the page, um, and that was all a sp- like that was a work. Um, I was actually getting ready to leave the UWO with my guy Vinny. And we wanted the audience, we wanted the roster to see that it was Justin that was doing it. So we were just going to leave and we were going to put him in a spot where here, either you give us the keys or we're leaving. And we never anticipated that he would give me the keys, but he did. So he left the page. I wiped out all the admins, took them all off the off the admin role, which left me just me. And then I added them back on. But by me removing everybody, it made it so that nobody could remove me. Okay. Let's see. Power power play. Power play. Well, yeah, that was uh, another fucking failed experiment in and of itself. No, no, I said I wasn't going to take shots. I was talking with one of your boys earlier tonight. I said I wasn't going to take shots, but I was definitely going to start with a bang. I'm I'm a little disappointed that this is just an audio recording, but I totally get it because the majority of the cucks in this industry are so fucking ugly. I wouldn't want to look at them either. Back to that whole thing, actually, as a matter of fact, when that whole Justin was leaving UWO thing, uh-huh. he actually messaged me. He's like, hey, you should come join uh, OWA where I'm starting. And I'm like, right. all right, what the fuck ever. I'll join. The worst fucking decision of my goddamn life. Uh, he did the same. He sent decision. that to me, too. Well, he did that to everybody. And see, what the only thing, the things that irritated me with Justin starting up the OWA was the fact that he did it behind my back and Dan Ness's back. So is, this why, time, is, this, is this why you have a beef with him right now? I mean, I have a, I have a number of reasons why I have a beef with Justin. I, I, to be honest with you, I don't have a beef with Justin right now. He has a beef with me. I think it's funny that he thinks that I've created a storyline and put time and effort over the last 12 months with Zalzabar just to get just to hurt his feelings like i i opened up my doors and let people in that have absolutely ran me down and talked shit about me showed me no respect in order to do a storyline for zelzabar because he was going to quit a couple months uh he was going to quit last december and i was like well what about doing the storyline so but justin's been convinced this whole time that i spent the last year trying to tell the best storyline possible and bringing in a bunch of people that i was you know vulnerable to their criticisms 
for and and that was directly to hurt him i've never been that concerned with justin that i've spent more than a maybe well about three minutes today on my uh bartard video for the pay-per-view oh yeah that's about <laughs> all that. the time i put into justin right now yeah i okay. saw that and i'm not gonna lie i kind of got a giggle out of it i was yeah. sitting at work and i was like what the fuck is this i was like <laughs> i knew what's instantly Byers, what's buyers doing now what's buyers doing now every pay-per-view i bring back <laughs> bartard the page loves it, and uh, and I have a good time doing it because I'm not competing in heresy at all. I'm not on screen other than to do the broadcast. Um, so it's my way to just get out there every once in a while and get that that round of applause, and everyone say, "Oh, that's so good," you know. Because we, okay. we all do this for. We well, do let's talk about minutes. that. If you're Efed's number one bad boy, how are you able to get all these guys uh, to your Efed page? Um, well, to be honest with you, it started with Zelzabar. Um, by bringing Zelzabar in and giving him a storyline and him reaching out to his closest friends and saying, come do this. Um, uh, he gave me an opportunity to prove to a lot of the haters that I do a really good job running a fed. I'm a cunt uh, in every place except for heresy In heresy. I do not allow any fucking drama, no trolling, no beating people up for their promos. Like we are here to support each other. And if you can't do that, you're going to get the fuck off my page. I run a chat group that has almost 40 people in it. There's never any drama. I'm not beating the hell out of the, the people in the, in the locker room. I'm usually not even a part of it. I, I, like I've, I just got added back to my own locker room so that I could, you know, assist my girlfriend princess with uh, getting to know some of these newer faces, some people that I'm not used to, so that we can continue the <clears throat> the direction that we are, that we're on with the pace that we've been able to sustain. So there's just yeah, no and I've drama. noticed that there's with the page that everybody kind of supports everybody, like you just said, yeah. because of the just simply the reactions. Yeah. You've got everybody loving, you know, uh, a certain somebody's promo or whatever on the page, and uh, you you don't see a lot of. Uh, bullshit no in the comments no trolling no fighting in the comments yeah. um i'm not even getting group quality <clears throat> notifications saying people are you know catching a ban because of the comments they're making um, right there's only been one or two times when someone's been on the page and posted like oh if your promo or if your intro is more than 10 seconds ask yourself why as soon as i saw that i just plucked it right off the page i, I just do not allow i have a zero tolerance for josh byers type behavior <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of irony, oh. if I must say. Isn't it? <laughs> what, okay, uh, so... what, 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 uh, where did you get the name from, Josh? What, Bong Daddy? No, Heresy. No, uh, Her Heresy? Heresy was, the, the, Heresy was a, a company that was started up uh, in February of 2021 um, by Dan Ness, uh, otherwise known as Vincent Valentine. <laughs> And uh, he, I, I ended up winning the inaugural World Heavyweight Championship match, uh, a ladder match that consisted of Hot Rod Island, Dollface, and Crimson Wolf and myself. Um, promo, my, promo my dick off, like literally promo my ass off. I think I dropped 17 promos that week. I had seven in the chamber Jesus. waiting for the results to finish because I was in like one of the last qualifiers for it. But I knew I was going to be a qualifier. So, I mean, I had seven drops in the chamber ready to fucking go so that I could get out what I need to say and then just respond to what they were saying all week. And I will never do that again. That's absolutely unnecessary. But I didn't know any better because, I mean, that's only – I started in October. I won the title in March. I mean, we're talking five months. In that five months, 
I like was learning still, you know, I mean, Trey, you saw me in the dead end tournament. I was yeah. a baby. I, I was, I was a newborn, <clears throat> but I was, I was, I was hurting people. I was, I was fucking people yeah. up in my promos. I, I was learning on the fly. I learned editing on the fly. Everything that I was doing. Well, I That's was how looking, I did. I, I mean, was looking, editing is just, it was just learning. People are like, yeah. how do you, how do you know how to do that? I'm just like, I just learned it. I mean, yeah. I just, so I, I mean, literally was watching the promos that were hitting the page and taking pieces from everybody's promos and right. I was kind I of like building my own way to present my my vision of you know the match or or the tournament. Um, right. But so five months later, I'm winning the world heavyweight championship, and then uh, Dan Ness and Scotty Mack end up having a falling out um, the day after I won the title and they were going to shut down the company. And, yep. I, and I was actually like, it was the first time in five months that I was in a place where I wasn't constantly getting run over and people weren't treating me like shit. So I said, I'm going to put down the title because you don't carry a title in your own company. That's just not the way you're supposed to do things around here. And I put it, put that title in the first, on the first card, in a in a ladder match again, I picked I handpicked the participants, and from that moment on, I was basically done competing, and now I was an owner. So f I I did everything backwards, you know. I was an owner first, and now I'm finally to the point where I can manage my time enough. And Princess is doing ninety nine percent of the work for Heresy, so that's where the credit really needs to go. I I built it and formed it and more molded it into what it needed to be. I oversee things, but she's handling the day-to-day -day. she's making the cards she's developing the storyline she's um communicating with the locker room she's watching all the promos she is doing everything when i say she's watching all the promos she is watching all of the promos we take the promos and we put that into our results if we hear you say something in the in your promo we will pull it out and put in the result and that encourages the roster to do two things one tune into those live results because now they're waiting to see what you what you took from their promos. And then two, it convinces them to keep showing up. Because when it's easy to say, ah, fuck it, I'm not gonna not gonna show up this week and do my job when you feel like no one's paying attention to what you're doing anyways. Well, I've got three more questions to ask you, and then I'm gonna let Dustin, he's got a, a series of questions he wants to ask you. Cool. I wanna ask, what is up with this LGN King, Rod uh, Ronnie, uh, what is his last name? Help me out. Ronald, uh, Ronald, Ronald, Ronald James Ellis is his real name. Uh, okay, how did Ronnie this? James. How did this? How did this all start between you and him? Um. Okay. Um. Again, way back to the beginning. It's it's Thanksgiving Eve, and Heather Johnson is in my faction known as the Higher District. And okay. yeah, having, I know who she is. And we're having that's Gypsy. Yeah, Gypsy. Uh, yeah. And we're having she's having issues getting her promos in because she's getting harassed by Ronnie. So me being the knight in shining armor, you know, I went to Ronnie and I was like, hey, man to man, can you knock this off? Because it's kind of affecting my game right now. And he was like, oh, yeah, brother, no problem, no problem. Um, then he's like, you should come over to CWF. And I went to CWF and Ronnie does a great job running a fed when he's on his meds. If he forgets to take a pill, then he goes fucking sideways. He'll <laughs> kick people off the page. He'll run people down. He'll go to your homepage. He's gone to my mother's homepage. But anyways, we go through a couple of months of a little bit of a back and forth. And now he's back to running down not only Heather, but 
Diane, Fiona, which is Dollface, Dragon Queen, you know, all of the females in the industry. So I decide that, you know, I'm going to wait for the right moment. And as soon as I have an opportunity to take Ronnie out, I'm going to do it. So I'm provided screenshots of Ronnie James sending pictures of his genitalia uh, covered up <laughs> in his underwear. He wasn't exposing himself because his dick is little. I mean, I've I seen the fucking pictures and thank God it was covered. But I mean, I know what it feels like to bust a chub with a pair of boxers on and my shit pops up like a goddamn pitch tent. His right. would look like a goddamn grain of sand in there. Um, uh, and I went to and I and I and I went to his wife. I, I found his wife on Facebook and I went into her inbox and I fucking just unloaded everything possible. And I I can say now that I shouldn't have done that. You know, I definitely shouldn't have done that. Um, it wasn't the right thing to do. Uh, but it, it definitely, it, it shut Ronnie down for a few months. And then he came back like a bat out of hell with. Uh, he said after dark. No, it wasn't even. No, I've been dealing with Ronnie. He after dark just popped up within the last few months, <laughs> year or whatever. I've been dealing with Ronnie for a solid fucking 19 of my 24 months. Um, same guy that's creating accounts as me going to all my friends, calling them faggots and retards and all the lingo that I use in promos, not saying that it's the right stuff to say, but I am the cutting edge guy. I'm the most controversial guy in the business. I'm the dude that gets away with saying anything he wants anytime he wants, because I can just say it's all about perspective and people buy into it. For some reason, they need to stop encouraging it is what really needs to happen. (laughs) So Ronnie went public with some screenshots of uh, the accusations, the charges that were filed against me, but not um, that I wasn't charged with. Um, He manipulated the screenshots a little bit to make some things look different than what they really were and went public with it and said that I was a baby strangler and a woman beater. Um, If you want to see cat me, Wisconsin DLC three, five, two, two, seven, two, by all means, I have nothing to hide. Um, I never laid a finger on my kids. Never once. I raised our kids with the direction of we're going to take away privileges and you're going to earn them back. Um, As far as my son goes, never had an issue with my son. I coached him in baseball and football from the time he was eight years old until the high school said, nope, we'll take him from here. Um, I always had a great relationship with my kids other than when I first moved out of the house, when I, um, left my, my ex-wife and, you know, things were manipulated by her said to them and et cetera, et cetera. Well, so there's been a lot of can come out over a EFED issue though. I yeah, feel like. yeah. But I mean, but to be fair, I mean, I, I started it. Like I, I'm the one that broke the fourth wall and attacked Ronnie's and, and his family and his, his security before he did it to me. So right. I don't blame him for doing what he's done at all. Um, okay. But, but it's about time we put it to rest. There's been times where like the last few times he's hit me up in the inbox. Usually it would end with a bunch of name calling and then blocking. One of us would end up blocking the other one. But I'm just, you know, I, I literally the last time Ronnie came into my inbox as one of my accounts, I, I dropped my updated profile picture and then I instructed him on how to better sound and imitate me if he wanted to trick these people. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's just, you just got to end up, you know, you just got to just, you know, enough's enough. I, I even apologized. I told, and he didn't apologize to me and I wasn't looking for it, but I apologized so that he knew that I understood. And I truly felt in my cold, small black heart that um, it was wrong. And I wish I wouldn't have done that to him. That's cool. Okay. So that kind of leads me to my next question. Where did this all start with 
Nicholas Ryan and uh, and his wife Dolly, <laughs> Diane. Why is everybody? I want to know why. Why? What's What's the personal beef there? Because uh, you did mention them earlier. So and, much uh, personal beef there. Um, okay, so where did that all start? That where did you work in FTW? You felt you got screwed over on a match. I mean, no, no not like okay. that. Like, I, like I don't. Right. I'm I've never been the type of person. I I have no problem walking in and put people over. Like I, I've lost a Panther to Johnny Rockstar to Demarcus Jones to Casey Luchador. Yeah, you know. Right. I mean? Yeah. You, right you now, I think I'm going. losing to Johnny Rockstar and a a right. or whatever. Right. Yeah. But I like legit <laughs> walked in and said, "Hey, I want to put these guys over. I want to lose these." Guys. Right. So it's never I'm been about wins and losses. No. Um. Nicholas Ryan is a fucking a jackass. Um. He's a liar, a cheater, a thief, a manipulator, and then unfortunately, he's so ignorant that he doesn't understand when he's getting bodied so he just doesn't ever quit you know so he's relentless unfortunately i see a lot of the same qualities in him that i see in myself which is probably why we get along half the time we don't get along half the time um mm -hmm. he's done it, it all started off with some bullshit in the uwo him trying to be a sneaky fucking going and trademarking united wrestling organization or whatever and then almost <laughs> had justin's page shut down etc cetera, etc cetera. so i right away was like all right this is an enemy because you got to remember i break into the scene in the uwo within the first two weeks i see what's going on with nicholas ryan and diane gonzalez and i don't appreciate it so i literally um cut a video where i wrote doll face on my ass cheek and mooned the camera and <laughs> sent that to dolly and to nick and and you know we've gone through plenty of times where we've all gotten along we've all supported each other um i got nicholas back into the uwo after he was said to be exiled banished for life um there's mm -hmm. been times where he's the two of them have both run down my criminal history and then turned around on a video chat apologized said they'd never do it again only to do it again so mm. i've never held back with nick uh <laughs> diane's but diane's biological mother that she never really ever had a relationship with or met was brought up and i you know i referenced her dead mother oh my god josh is such a terrible person you gotta understand josh is the master at retaliation not instigation so as soon as someone crosses a line with me then it's like you're oh, you're kind of the tight you're kind of like me where it's like if you step on my foot i'm gonna throw a cinder block on yours exactly i'm, I'm gonna yep. fuck you twice as high if it's fucking right. you too so absolutely <clears throat> so me and nick have had an on again off again relationship uh, I brought him into Heresy. He's brought me into FTW. Um, we both brought each other in for trap matches. The difference is, is I knew I was going into a trap match, but I had to go through with it in order to trap him. Um, and we made him look like a fool, and that's what he hates the most. Um, the one thing that he's done that irritated me the most was we were on a we had just wrapped up a live uh, a stream yard one of our results shows and we dropped the link out there for anybody to join and we knew he joined so we but he was staying backstage he was refusing to you know come on camera uh he had a different name but again i mean nicholas is fucking stupid i mean we knew it was him so he, you know, listened to what we had to say. And we said some shit deliberately to, you know, get at him. But we never ran down Diane, Fiona, or Gypsy um, because, like, we had a great – I had a great relationship with, at that time, what was called the Female Bully Club. It was the Female Bully Club and Byers. And the three of them and me would go into places like RCW and start wrecking shit, you know, because right. the women get a lot of – a lot of pop – they're very popular. Whether they're good at what they do or not, everybody right. wants to see the women in their company. So 
and, and Nick kind of detoured all of that, fucked that up, and uh, and then the rest is history. At that point, um, I decided that I was done um, going through the motions of on again, off again, and I just decided to start dropping bombs and taking shots and and running people over just to just to finish it off so that it would go away and we didn't have to deal with it anymore. Oh, and then, okay. so, and then, okay, so uh, I've, I have lost to Nicholas. Um, uh, it wasn't a comp match. It was a storyline match in his fed. Uh, he's the writer. So, I mean, we all knew that was getting ready to happen. But what pisses me off is he, what, he runs around telling people that he's beat me three times. It's like the only way he could have beaten me three times is, is if he booked me on a card after he kicked me off his fucking page and then took the win, which I wouldn't put past him, to be honest with you. Um, so do you think he takes this match with you here in Elite Marks that we're trying to negotiate the past no. few days? I, I mean, no. I don't think he's going to take it. And even if he does, I think that he, his, right away his go-to will be, oh, well, I got fucked over by the judges. Because I'll tell you right now, he can come out and he can shoot. He can, which, no, he can't. <laughs> I mean, he can try, but he can't. Uh, he, or he can come out there and, and attempt to cut a real promo, real hype and all that shit. It doesn't matter. Like, I'm going to promo the way that you're supposed to promo. I'm not going to feed into this bullshit. I'm not going to break any rules. And I'm going to let the judges do their job. I could beat Nicholas Ryan in my fucking sleep. Uh, like, this is easy money for me. And there isn't even any money involved, except for the money that we paid him to fucking show up. Right, right. So, yeah, he, he said, I'll, I'll treat it like an indie booking. Yeah. Yeah. You give me no 10 now and then 10 after, uh, after the match. And I'm like, well, I mean, 10 is nothing to me. Right. So I'm like, yeah, I'll throw you ten dollars. Well, and I even and said then, you can give them my ten bucks too if that's what you need to do. Like, because right, me and you right. Trey never talk money. I just I want to go over there and run his ass over one good time so we can get that shit down on paper and so that there's proof in the pudding so he can't run around run his cocksucker saying this that and the other. Hold on, hold on. I'm I'm gonna interject here. Trey, did you just say he wanted to treat it like an indie booking? Yeah. Shit. You've got to be fucking kidding me. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, there, there's a distrust there. There's also a distrust there. He thinks that, you know, well, he's with buyers. He's he's here to fuck me over. Here's, there really isn't. Because I'm going to tell you exactly what I'm going to do. Is if he actually sends the promo, I will promote the match. And then I will get Josh, whenever he's ready, send his promo. And I will turn those promos in to the judges page. And we'll just see what happens. And I'm not here to fuck them over. I just want to see the match, and so do other people. Right. Well, other I mean, you guys, know, you guys are aware of the company uh, Outcast Elite Wrestling, OEW, correct? Nope. No. Was a comp, that was the comp fed that Bison uh, was notorious for being in. Uh, Beast yeah, Beast. I've heard of it. I mean, they're, they're one of the more, as far as what I've been exposed to, they're one of the more credible comp feds. And, and I've never had a good relationship with Bison up until Nicholas Ryan came into the picture and basically backed out of a match over there. The only place Nick has ever agreed to take a match with me is in FTW. He said, oh, yeah, come to FTW. My judges will do the fucking scoring. It's like, well, first of all, I know who your judges are, and that's you. Uh, but if you want to pretend like you have a judging panel, you're going to handpick three people that are holding your pocket. Well, that's that the thing is guts. that all three of my judges, none of them know of you really. Right. And none of them know of of Nicholas Ryan, right? And so and, it's, and it's fair. It's fair seen, grounds, you know. What yeah, I'm saying? And, and Knighton's seen a little bit of my promoing, but back when I was still kind of getting my feet, you know, when I was still learning the ropes, still. Because I mean, I don't feel like I really hit my groove up until this last year. You know, year two for me has been I've been fucking just I, I've been in a groove. I felt like the entire year. 
Um, but like you guys don't get to see me on the heresy page. I don't promo. I help Princess yeah. with her promos, but you guys aren't like I'm not putting so where in else so are, you no, at? You guys, are you at IW? That's it. Still? That's it. Yep. Just that's it. okay. Yep. I'm Shit. exclusive. I'm exclusive. And and the last thing I'm gonna ask you is uh, I promised him I would ask you, why are you dodging Garcia? He says you have him blocked. He's an RCW. He's, he's the biggest he fucking said, troll. He's, he's the biggest said, fucking troll in the world. Like he'll climb into your inbox and he just doesn't stop. He's like Ronnie James. Like I love Garcia. Like here's me putting over Garcia. I I met Garcia in December of 2020, and uh-huh. I and I love the guy. I, I he's yeah, fucking fun to chat hilarious. with. I've had him in the Bong Daddy Smoke Lounge. I've right. been in his company. He does the best <laughs> fucking hype videos ever. But the guy just doesn't ever shut the fuck up. And and <laughs> then and then he the started running. Up. Then he started running me down about my criminal history. And like that at that point, it's like. That's when I just completely okay, well, disinterested with even fucking with you. Well, learn a little bit more about that. That also happened in 2014. You still have a good relationship with your kids. Yeah. And, you know, it sounds like, I mean, I'm not trying to uh, crap on your ex-wife, but she doesn't sound like the best person in the world. So She was a great mother for the first 10 years of our marriage. And then um, as she was able to start, I believe she was an alcoholic for the better part of 20 years, but it wasn't noticeable because I was working two jobs. She was a stay at home mom and she could drink whenever she wanted. I was barely home. So it never really presented an issue. You know, I, I never had to worry about what was going on when my youngest was in first grade. That's when your kids are in school full, full time. Then it was like, Hey, shit, now you can go out and get a job and I can quit one of my jobs. Well, then she started coming home fucking hammered from work. And I like for the first six months of it, like I, I was on the phone with her mom almost every night saying, I don't know what's going on. I don't because she drank vodka and I'd never been exposed to an alcoholic before. Yeah. So I didn't I wasn't keen to the signs at all. And I like thought that there was something like wrong with her. But no, she's mm-hmm. a fucking alcoholic. And uh, she spent the last 10 years of our marriage uh, losing jobs, um, not coming home, disappearing. Uh, yeah. And eventually I just had to go. Uh, there was plenty of times where we got into it. Um, she's 100 pounds soaking wet with a full-time fractured neck. Uh, what I mean by that is she had two levels of her neck fused together uh, in her late 20s. And my Man. youngest, after they took the halo and the brace off, my youngest was like four or five years old. She hops off the couch, lands on the back of her neck. So now we have an option of we can get the last level fused together, which is going to take away all of her mobility, make it impossible for her to drive, or she can live life in discomfort, which is what led to the alcoholism, if you right. want my honest opinion, because she was trying to cope with the pain and stuff. So, but long story short, uh, you know, we get into altercations and, and the, what, where I would make my fucking mistakes is like, I'd get all butthurt and stuff and I'd pull the weed away from her. I'd, I'd snatch up the weed after she get drunk. And, you know, when you, when you take something away from somebody, when they're intoxicated, you know, you, chances are they're going to get upset. Right. Right. So she, so I have this hundred pounds soaking wet, fractured neck female coming at me. I'm 200 pounds. If I want to fuck this female up, it's not going to be difficult to do it. I, I restrained her. I grab a hold of her and hold her down so she'd stop fucking kicking, stop fucking scratching at me and shit like that. Never put my hands on her like that. Never choked the shit out of her. Um, I've only choked literally one person, one female my whole life. That's princess. And that's because that's a sex thing. She digs it. So, not, <laughs> I mean, and that's legit. I ain't even saying that to be funny. Like the yeah, first time yeah, she asked I me to do it. it. 
first time she asked me to do it, I was like, oh my God, I like, cause all that, all the fucking publicity that I've gotten for choking people. It's like, I, I felt uncomfortable choking her the first time, <laughs> but now I did now I dig it. I like choking the shit out of her. She loves it. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, kid's mom disappeared this past January. Um, I get a phone call on January 25th, 1134 PM. Uh, I have a, I have a, I have a steel trap memory. I don't forget shit. Um, she calls me up. She's drunk. She's at a hotel, uh, getting her ass beat by her boyfriend at the time. So I call nine one one and I head out to the hotel. My kids end up, you know, I call the kids, the kids end up at the hotel. Um, she, we've, my youngest daughter gets pissed off right in front of the cops, slaps the shit out of her boyfriend. Her boyfriend tries pressing domestic charge, domestic violence charges against my daughter. The fucking Madison police department, like literally charged my kid with domestic disorderly violence. Oh, Lord. And, and I had to grab my girl and bring my kid and bring her home with me because that's an automatic 72 hour restraining order. Very next morning, I went down to the Dane County courthouse and you're like, I don't even care. I made up a bunch of motherfucking lies about the dude so that we could get the restraining order flipped so that it was in her favor. So my kid could go home. Well, two days later, my ex and her boyfriend disappeared to Mississippi. Five days after that, my kids get a notice on the door saying they're, they have a five day or a 30 day eviction notice because they're five months back behind in rent. Um, I, at the time they're 17, 19 and 20. Um, I went through the motions of getting, you know, COVID money to take care of it. Uh, we got their rent paid up, got them an extra month or two to get ready to move out. And they moved out on their own. They haven't heard from their mother since the middle of March. So damn, that's yeah. messed up. So yeah, their mom is a piece of shit. Unfortunately, she was a fantastic woman, um, a great person for the, you know, she took good care of me as a wife for the first half of our marriage. But when alcohol became too much of an issue for her, I mean, everything just went to shit. Yeah, that fucking sucks. It does. Fuck. Um, it, it, it's terrible for them. That, like the worst thing I've ever did to my kids is I felt like by not uh, handling that situation, my marriage properly, I stole their childhood from them. And that's what I feel guilty about more than anything. Right. Yeah, and I've—I mean, I've seen stuff like that uh, up close and personal as well, where the two people aren't bad people, but yeah. they—they don't mix well together. So yeah. I kind I mean, of sympathize started, with that I mean, when I, I talk married, to you. Yeah, I was married for twenty years, and we grew apart. You know, I mean, that's all it was. Right. And she was, and I, I really feel like, like some women are like, "Oh, geez, I wish I could be a stay-at-home mom." I encourage women to get out and work. Um, I believe that the socially you you really get delayed like i felt like yeah i I totally agree Uh, since my wife went back to work she's you know i mean it's just it's better for you to get out there and and be around people yeah and and you're and you're having social experiences with people that are your own age your own maturity level i mean there was times when we first started hanging out with my friends and amy had just started working again like she'd start talking and i'd be look i'd be thinking to myself why the fuck are you saying this you know like you she just didn't she just wasn't she never got to mature with the rest of us because we were having Mm -hmm. interactions on a daily basis with adults she's just messing with these kids all day yeah yeah i've seen that firsthand hey all right hodgson uh, you've got a line of questions. Go ahead and ask uh, yeah. Bong Daddy here. Well, uh, after that last interaction, um, how are you able to handle all of your personal information, like being out there all the time, more than any other e-fetter I've ever seen? Well, that's why I started calling myself the baddest motherfucker in the business. <laughs> if I can do that to my family, imagine what I'm going to do to you. You have to embrace it. You know, it's never going to go away. People are always going to bring it back up. Uh, and they do so because 
they got nothing else. So like it happens in promos and, and it's when I'm fucking, when I'm beating the snot out of somebody in a promo and they get frustrated with where they know they're getting handled, you know, they'll go to that because they think I'm going to snap. And in the beginning, I absolutely did. You know, I would leave pages. I would block people. I would, I would run and hide. And then eventually I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to just fucking own this shit. I started going to the news pages. And if I saw my shit on a news page, I would bump it up to the top of the page. And I do it every single fucking day so that when people came on, they saw <laughs> me bumping that shit every fucking day. And it's like, if I can put it on the top of the page, then what makes you think it hurts me when you do it? You know what I mean? So you just got to beat them at their own game. You got to outsmart them. Yep. Uh, another question. How much weed do you smoke an average week? Um, well, right now I've been clean for three weeks. Betcha that was oh, probably wow. the, the last Whoa. answer you thought. Huh? <laughs> the last answer yeah. you thought you were going to hear from me. Otherwise, yeah. um, I'm not the type of guy that smokes like a ton of weed. I And I don't necessarily get super high. And sometimes I don't get high at all. I use weed to just kind of keep me in that real good groove. You know, it takes yeah. the edge off. Typically, if I wake, if I got a bag of weed on me, I'll wake up, take like three, four hits. And then, you know, a couple hours later, take three, four hits. A couple hours later, three, four hits. Now, my girlfriend at the other hand, oh, my God, she smokes like like it's going out of style. She can fucking put down joint after joint. She out smokes me. We'll be sitting there smoking and I'll be like, nah, I'm good. And she'll fucking finish that sound, bitch. <laughs> Another one will get rolled up and I'm like, damn, can you open up a window? I'm fucking dying in here. <laughs> so, so she should be uh, the bong mommy, right? Yeah, she is too. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I mean, you, uh, if, if I got it on me, I, I'll, I'll smoke it every day for the rest of my life. You know, it's, I as soon as I wake up, uh, before a meal, after a meal, before I'd get ready to do a fantasy football draft, before I go to work, I'm my Same here. You know, it's just it, I'd always use it just to get me that. You know, all right, well, I'm getting ready to do something. Better get high real quick. Yep. Same here. Well, I guess we uh, actually do have something in common there, wrong daddy. Yeah. <laughs> God, y'all are the potheads, uh, and I'm over here the fucking drunk. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as a Wisconsin guy, and Josh, yeah. you're well oh, yeah. aware of that we oh, yeah. are not alcoholics. Alcoholics or quitters. That's right. Drunks. That's right. Oh, he's in Hampton, Georgia now. That, well, no, technically, right now I am sitting in Madison, Wisconsin. Oh, a couple more okay. weeks up here, and then I'll be back down in Georgia, Hampton, Georgia, about 25, 30 minutes outside of Atlanta. Um, it alcohol, feels great out here tonight. Alcohol isn't a part of the equation in my life anymore, and that's a personal choice. That's my fair. girlfriend decided a few years back that she didn't necessarily like the person she was when she was drinking, so she decided to quit. And when she told me that, my instinct was, well, I don't want to be drunk around somebody that doesn't want to drink. I don't want to taste like liquor if I give her a kiss. I don't want to be acting goofy if, you know, and, and she, you know, I just, I've always accommodated to the people around me because, you know, for me, I like making people feel comfortable. Hodgson, right. you got any more questions? Yeah, you said something about a trap match earlier. What, what exactly is a trap match? A trap match is when you get brought into a company and they make it look like they're getting ready to put a win on you or give you a title uh, only to be jobbed out. And not, when I say jobbed out, not oh. jobbed out. Like, for instance, okay, so uh, Nicholas Ryan, at the time his heavyweight champion was Casey Moran. Yeah. And, and, I, knew, and I knew when I was walking in there that there's no way. He's like, I want you to go up against Casey. I knew that Nicholas didn't trust me. I knew that Nicholas wouldn't put the World Heavyweight Championship on me. I knew I was taking a loss, even though he tried to make me, he tried to convince me he was taking a win. Or that I was taking a win. Um, but I went through with it because I had him 
him in a trap match that he believed. I had him believing that he was getting ready to take Justin Barr's UWO title off of Al Straya. And if you go back to the beginning of our conversation, Nicholas Ryan had the trademark for UWO. He has a belt with UWO on it. So I know that belt meant something to him. I had him come in. I had I jobbed out Johnny Rotten to him. I, I, I killed two birds with one stone because I didn't get along with Rotten at the time either. I brought in Rotten and said he was going to get the win on Nick, and I gave the win to Nick. And then I told Nick he was taking the UWO belt just to get back at Justin, and then I made <laughs> Nick look like a fucking bitch. hey that sounds familiar hey you're gonna come back and you're gonna you know face casey yeah probably win and then i fucking lose and i go yeah sounds about right yeah and i mean i don't know if he was if he had the angle of this is gonna be a storyline match or a comp match i've beaten casey in a comp match i've beaten beast in a comp match like i ain't afraid of the reynolds sisters at all i'll fuck them both up eight days a week and twice on sunday Anything else, Hodge? Yeah. Uh, if you were in a room with Dylan James and L. King, who would you knock the fuck out of first? Dylan James. <laughs> Dylan James? Okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think, because, you know, when push comes to shove one of these days, like I could see myself sitting down having a beer or smoking a joint with Ronnie. I will never fuck with a child molester. No fucking way in hell. I mean, that's just that's a line that, that you know. I mean, if you if you have, if you have Dylan James on your home on your fucking group page, if he's competing for your Fed, you should shut that motherfucker down. Yeah, he's he's fed. actually on the permanent ban list and leave yeah. marks. Yeah, he, and we brought him. We just you know they just went after him on EFED after dark. Uh, they came to me for some material because I I believe I had the kill shot because we brought Dylan James into the UWO and we had him thinking. We we didn't put him on the page. We invited him onto a stream and we had him convinced that we were bringing him in so that he could be like he could shock the page. He could get uh, he could turn him upside down because nobody wanted him there. Didn't but he fake reality, cancer as well? Yeah, he faked cancer as well. But in reality, we had Austin Kruger, Donald Smith, sitting backstage waiting to come out and blow his ass out of the water because Dylan James had actually been over to Donald Smith's house. They only lived 20 minutes. And it's not Dylan James. It's Dylan Belcher. That's his real name. They only lived Belcher. 20 minutes apart. Oh, my yeah, God. Not, not Felcher. His face not looks Felcher, like a Belcher. Belcher. Yeah. No, I know. Oh, okay. That's fucking hilarious. All right, we got to get out of here. So go ahead and plug anything you got coming out of your uh, new page. Or not new page, your uh, your current page that you've okay. been promoting. All right. Uh, Heresy is up and running. We have uh, tripled our roster or our, our page number, which isn't huge. But, I mean, I kept everything real small. We had only like 35 people on the page a week ago. We're up to 107 because I finally decided that I was going to start pimping the product because I know the effort that we're putting into it. We can shut down the haters. And I got sick and tired of looking at some of these fucking companies that you guys are giving a number five, a number six to when they don't belong on a list, in my opinion. So I agree. Um, we're bringing in big names. <laughs> Uh, I, I've handed the business over to the most beautiful woman in the industry right now. So, I mean, if you got if you want to come work for a hottie, uh, I mean, heresy is the place to go. Uh, I also support IW. Uh, it's a great brand fed. It, in my opinion, it's always been the WWE of eFeds, the two letter brand. Yeah. And I like the, the uh, I like the way they do their list too. They're very detailed in some of their lists that they put out. Yep. Um, other than that, you know, it's like I, I, I don't go anywhere. I don't play anywhere. I hardly even keep my eyes anywhere else other than that. Um, Al Strea and BZ Badass run a great fed called SP, or RPW. 
Uh, if you're not there, check them out. Uh, they're good people. Heather Johnson over at SPW. Those are the only people I'll ever endorse. The only people I'll ever perform for. What's your quick opinion on? Um, what's your quick opinion on RCW? Uh, his Joe's Joe does a great job. I, I'm not a fan of written results, especially if they come out eight, nine, ten weeks after the fucking deadline. He's one of oh, the most wow. punctual person people I've ever met. Um, he does a great job with it, but like they literally only have like three or four matches a year. Oh god damn. Yeah. And that's the okay. Truth. Like that ain't a fucking lie. Go get an invite to the page and you'll see. Like they do not have they they don't have consistency. That's the one thing I will. I'll pimp heresy right here, right now. Heresy is run like a fucking top. We don't miss deadlines. Uh, people show up, they promo. We don't uh, push off the show. We go live every motherfucking Monday night, nine o'clock Central Standard Time. The show lasts about an hour. We have a good old motherfucking time. Everybody shows up, shows out. We all get along. It's the best family environment that EFES probably has to offer outside of E-Link Marks because I know you guys take real good care of each other there too. Yeah, and we're we're definitely going to cover. Uh, Hersey, and we're going to cover IW a little bit more in future podcasts, but we got to get out of here. Next week's guest is Lee Jones, the Iron, Iron Bison. The Iron, the Chaos Barn Iron Storm. That's right. Yeah, we're going to have him on the sure. podcast next week. Guys, I appreciate you being on the podcast tonight. Yep. Thank you very much. Yep. All right. Appreciate it, Josh. Yep. Good night. Night. Hey.